Yep, you're weird. And you drool all over me. Well, you bring out the best in her. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, welcome to episode one of The Talent Show. We have absolutely no music or any preparation whatsoever. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, should we introduce ourselves? Sure. My name's Chris. I'm Marissa. Well, what have you been watching? Well, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, but I know everybody else is kind of... Yeah, well, I've been kind of burned to the ground, too. <laughs> yeah. The whole last season's been kind of beaten to a pulp. Yeah. Even George R. R. Martin came out and said, no. <laughs> I just hear the, no means no, <laughs> no is always no. Yeah. Um, I did see the thing that said Sonic the Hedgehog movie was pushed back to 2020 after people online complained too much. And what was the main complaint? It didn't look like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it looked like a guy in a furry suit pretending <laughs> to be Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's like the low budget. Uh... Yeah, it was like the straight to film DVD version of Sonic the Hedgehog uh, cosplay. Maybe it was supposed to be started as a porn or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you saw, like, Sonic's bulge. <laughs> Not while I'm taking a sip of something. I thought it was kind of funny that the people on, on online, on Imgur and Reddit and stuff like that, they could edit the little two-minute trailer or whatever it was in a couple days. Um not even a couple of days, a couple of hours. And the the people who are doing the film need years, well, at least a year, to edit and upload it. And there was even a, a thing I saw the other day where if they just removed Sonic, <laughs> it would be a better film. <laughs> That's sad. But the funny part about all that was if you give, if you let kids watch the trailer like 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 the twins or even even more adult well not adult even more grown children like teenagers the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer and let them watch it they don't seem to care well yeah because they're not paying attention to the quality they're just excited about the content that's my point mm -hmm. so who's really complaining here the people who played Sonic in 2000 or 1992 to 2000 whenever when Sonic started to go downhill or kids well then you have to figure who is it marketed for <laughs> or is it the actual market share of like the board of directors of Sony or whoever is complaining about it yeah I doubt that yeah but yeah they actually came up and said Taking a little more, a little bit more time to make Sonic just right, and they're gonna release it on Valentine's Day of 2020. I don't know why Valentine's Day. Cause nothing says romance like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, but think about it. The first Deadpool was released on Valentine's Day. True. But that felt more appropriate. <laughs> well, just because of the whole. Almost the anti-date movie. Kind of. It really was an anti-date movie, but it had some touching moments in it. Um, the one thing I did see on here was was Rotten Tomatoes is now forcing 
people who bought tickets to a movie? I think I know what you're getting at. This it's... audience score. If you click on audience score, you have to prove that you actually bought a ticket. Right. They want verification. Right. And I think it's to fight people who are, like, brigadeering against certain movies. Specifically, this came about with Captain Marvel. A bunch of these, like, hairy neckbeard morons were saying that Captain Marvel was going to feminize the Marvel Universe. Because it was a female lead character. Okay. And they were going to protest it by downvoting the living crap out of it. Oh. This is, in my opinion, a direct result because of that. So trolls. Exactly. So in order to get a review, uh, uh, an audience score review, you have to prove you bought a ticket. Yeah, that kind of sucks for the rest of us then. <laughs> Why? Anybody who um, downloads... <laughs> Oh, downloads or streams views mm-hmm. or uh, uh, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at the same time, uh, aggregate sites like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and stuff like that are those really going to be affected by audience views? I don't know because if you're streaming something, you're not typically paying for that object by itself. You're paying for the service like Netflix or Hulu or whatever or Prime, so you're not really paying anything for that one solo item. Now, if you're paying for the, 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 the show directly from, like, iTunes, I can see that being an issue. But specifically going to a theater, buying a ticket for a show, and doing it that way, is this going to be an effect? Or is this going to con- simply curtail the trolls into lambasting a score on an aggregate site? That I don't know. It could just be adding fuel to the fire and they'll find a different way. (laughs) Well, and one thing that it did note was it said that um, the people who own Rotten Tomatoes, which is Fandango, um, is going to try doing it to drive up ticket sales. Because now you have to buy a ticket to leave a comment comment or or a score. And I don't know if people are actually going to go out of their way to buy a ticket just to leave a review. True. If you want to criticize something, you can criticize it anywhere. <laughs> I'm going to criticize something. I'm going to criticize it for free. <laughs> right. You can do that on Twitter or anywhere. It doesn't have to be on here. You know what I mean? Mm. So we have not seen John Wick yet, but there was this one thing that actually showed how many deaths were in it. Oh, in three? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It split it down. <laughs> it split it down. So 124 were by guns. Uh, swords. 32 <laughs> were by a blade. So swords or knives. Three by a horse. Um, three by punching. One by a axe. axe or a hatchet. Three by motorcycle. And one by a book. But where's the pencil? I don't <laughs> see any pencils. <laughs> So clearly they hadn't heard of his exploits in the bar. Shame. Yeah, at least one of those should have been by pencil. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe we should go see it and then do a little review of it next week. Yeah, 
that'll work. Um, <laughs> I thought the, I don't know how to pronounce this poor guy's name, um, but the Cannes Film Festival apparently got a little bit of controversy with this guy. The the film's called Mektub My Love Intermezio. Um, Abdelatif Kachechi. Abdelatif Kachechi. It's a four-hour film. Whew. And there is... There is a 15 to 20-minute oral sex scene. Yeah, one scene in question from Intermezio occurs roughly two-thirds of the way through the nearly four-hour film and involves a lengthy consensual encounter in a bathroom between Ophelia and Amarin. The scene which features what appears to be unstimulated oral sex lasts much longer than most extensive sex scenes in his other film. And people walked out. Unstimulating oral sex? Unstimulated. Unstimulated. I don't know what unstimulated means. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm I'm coming up with ideas, but uh, unstimulated. Meaning they started from soft and got to hard, or it never got hard. That's what I'm starting to wonder. Unstimulated. I don't know what unstimulated means. <laughs> Especially when it is oral sex. How can you? Oh. Unstimulated. <laughs> Unstimulated. I mean, does this involve a fan or something? (laughs) Where there's no touching, but there's movement or breeze? (laughs) To function activity. Well, that doesn't help. (laughs) To encourage or pressure, to spur on, or to incite. That doesn't help either. No, because that just makes me think of like somebody... Well, that's to stimulate. To unstimulate would be to not do that. Oh, I was going to say, I just pictured somebody like yelling at somebody's crotch. (laughs) Yeah, but how do you not do that? Are you stimulated? Are you aroused? The unstimulated. Mm. How do you unstimulate? Basically, they're saying it's a 15-minute blowjob. How do you unstimulate a blowjob? By pretending to do it for 15 minutes? Do they dry hump? <laughs> Orally? What if it's supposed to be like a trick of the camera where it actually, it's supposed to look like it's going in somebody's mouth, but it's just like going off to the side? She's headbutting his groin for 15 minutes? Maybe. That'd be miserable. Be unstimulated though. <laughs> That's why they walked out. Four hour movie, and she's giving him literally a head hap, headbutt lap dance for 15 minutes. Headbutt lap dance sounds like a whole new category. I think I played bass for them in high school. Anyway, that sounds absolutely horrible. Oh, I did see this. I know you absolutely adore the verb. Verve. Verve. Oh, that now Richard Ashcroft can finally collect on uh, Bittersweet Symphony. That's how long. Mick Jagger and Keith Richards gave him their rights to Bittersweet Symphony after more than two decades. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it took so long. 
I have a feeling they didn't want to do it, especially in the beginning, because the song was so popular. Well, it wasn't... That's what was complicated about it. It wasn't actually their song. It was a rendition of their song from an orchestra version. It was... Yeah, the track sampled the Rolling Stones song the last time using the orchestral composition from Andrew Ullman and became the center of lawsuits which saw Ashcroft stripped of all rights and royalties. And then more than 20 years since the song was released, Sir Mick and Richards have given these rights back. I don't know what made them decide to change their mind, but I'm glad at least they finally did. Yes. He also said of his award trophy... It makes for a good weapon. <laughs> I don't know why. Hopefully that means we don't have to hear that song anymore. Yeah, but you don't like the song. I think it's an annoying song. Uh, there was a thing I saw last night that Rick Rubin is being awarded a Lifetime Production Award. And I didn't realize just how much he produced. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he has had his hands in everything. He's an industry legend. But the first Grammy Award he won was for the Dixie Chicks and then Adele. Wow. But going back to the 80s, you get Public Enemy, The Cult, Run DMC, LL Cool J, The Beastie Boys, Slayer, Danzig. It's disturbing how much is here. Andrew Dice Clay, uh, The Black Crows, Lords of Acid, Milk, Nine Inch Nails. ACDC. Uh, Sir Max a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's... Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson. Yeah, well, all of Johnny Cash's stuff, up until when he died and even then afterwards. Um, Cheryl Crow, Tom Petty, System of a Down. But it, it's... Red Hot Chili Peppers, ACDC it's insane how much he's done and it's like he's really the mind behind the magic Rage Against the Machine Audio Slave, Aerosmith Macy Gray and it's not just one it's not like he started in rock and then moved over I mean he's everywhere everywhere. U2 Dixie Chicks, Shakira Neil Diamond Poison. <laughs> so it's not like one or the other. It's everything. And then Mars Volta. That's some of the most deep stuff you've ever seen. Weezer. And it's still going. Ed Sheeran, Adele, Kid Rock, Josh Groban. Kanye. Kanye. Ugh. James Blake. Billy Corgan. Eminem. Well, obviously, he's in Eminem. Or he's on that album, the Marshall Mathers LP2. But Linkin Park. He's literally in everything. So yeah, <laughs> he's probably the most influential producer. Well, what's the award going to be? Lifetime Achievement for Producing. Yeah, but is it going to be awarded during what? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. I'll double check. I still have a beef that it shouldn't be in uh, Cleveland. Why? Because <laughs> I still say Detroit has more right to it than Cleveland. Eh, I go back and forth on it. Detroit's good for quite a few rock and roll things. Um, 
but it's pissed away a lot of it. I mean, it's good for Motown, but at the same time, Barry Gordy gave most of it away for pennies. Maybe we just need to make a, I don't know, a Motown, R&B, Blues, Hall of Fame for Detroit. Well, aren't they redoing Hitstown? Hitsville, yep. Hitsville? I don't know if that's going to have uh, anything like a Hall of Fame or anything in it. Oh, I doubt it. This is going to be a bunch of... Uh... Motown stuff. Motown crap. Uh, moving on to technology. The Senate actually passed a bill today that slaps robocallers with $10,000 per call. Damn. Have you gotten any robocalls today? Yeah. I wonder if I did. I actually got one at like 8.45 last night. I'm like, they never do them past 8. I thought... The time limit was nine. I don't know. I just know a lot of people are getting pretty upset with robocallers simply because there's a lot of... I mean, there was one lady who said she got um, to the point of needing a new phone number. Um, she was getting over 20, um, uh, 2,500 robocalls a day. <gasps> Damn. Yeah, a day. And to that point, it, your phone's unusable. Yeah, they're calling this TRACED, Telephone Robocall Abuse Criminal Enforcement and Deterrence Act. And it was passed today with a 97 to 1 vote. And Rand Paul, the technological guy, was the only one who voted against the bill. Apparently he didn't get the memo. If I remember correctly, he's still in the hospital, so he might have phoned that one in. I'm not sure. Next, we, there's a bill that passed today that is going to ban the sale of loot boxes to children. That might actually have some problems with microtransactions in the future. Um, they're basically calling it gambling for kids because it's completely randomized what is in those boxes and it's enforcing kids to pick up gambling habits. Loot boxes as in in-game stuff or yeah. loot boxes as in... There's a thing called, I think, Loot Crate. It's no, a no. delivery service. No, Loot Crate is something you... It's like a subscription service yeah. you, you get from you know, different companies. I've even seen them from China if you want, like, uh, China or Japan. If you want, like, specific types of ramen or, say, you like um, specific types of manga um, or anime cartoons, you can even get them based off of that type of content. Tentacle, tentacle porn, Loot Crate. <laughs> You know what? Rule 34. You could probably get it for anything. You want Sonic the Hedgehog porn? I'm sure they have a loot crate for that. This specifically targets, oh, this bill specifically targets, say you're playing um, Call of Duty, and there's options in there that lets you open loot crates or loot boxes. And if you're a kid, if you're under the age of 18, this bill prevents that from actually happening. You're supposed to pay so much in-game credit, cash, whatever, that you can tie to an outside source. You buy these things, and it gives you in-game perks. Usually, it's something like your character looks different. So if you're playing, say, Fortnite, you can buy boxes that gives you new dances, new skins, new hats, new whatever. And it all stemmed back from um, Team Fortress 2. You would get keys that open boxes. And those boxes... Or you would get boxes in-game, you would then have to buy the keys to unlock. 
and that's how the whole loot box started. Now, certain countries have already banned them because of this, because it panders to children. And a lot of people are upset saying the government shouldn't have control over what happens on my computer. And other people are saying if it's targeting children, the government has every right to say so. So, How can you really tell if it's targeting children, though? Well, if the game is set for a mature audience, a child shouldn't be playing it, period. Oh, true. Something like Fortnite, where it's rated for, I think, a T for teen. A child shouldn't be playing it, period. But when you sign in or sign up, it's supposed to have you ask your age. If it doesn't, that might be the issue. Well, not only that, but it's like you can't expect the company to take responsibility for the kid or whomever is signing up to be honest about how old they are. But if that's part of the vetting process of signing up, it's up to that company to validate that. Especially if they're using a credit card that's not theirs. Mm. That I can see. It's always when money gets involved. If it's a free game like Fortnite, how are they paying for the extra loot boxes? True. I mean, how would a child get access to a PayPal account? It would have to come from somewhere. An adult's going to have a credit card because they have a job, or they have access to a credit Mm -hmm. account somewhere. A child doesn't have recurring income. They're going to have to get it from somewhere or from somebody. Therefore... It's going to have to come from an adult or from some some type of outside source. And I think that's where the discrepancy of, is it an adult? Is it a stolen account? Is it hacked? Is it what? If the kid lied to make an account, is it the game's fault? Is it the developer's fault? Is it the company that made the game? Is it the hosting site? Or is it the kid who lied? I would say Occam's Razor says it's the kid who lied. <laughs> right. And there's your downside. Oh, this one I like. Apple agrees to tell users. <coughs> Apple agrees to tell users if an iOS update will slow down their phone. This stems from the battery issue from two years ago. So when they started replacing batteries on older model iPhones, it started slowing it down, which led to the lawsuit. So now with, I think it's iOS 12, they're actually going to say, there's going to be a little pop-up that says, do you want to install this? It may slow down your device. Honestly, I think last time I updated, that already came up. With iOS 11? No, I'm on 12, 12.3, I think. Okay, I don't know what the newest one is. Um, But I know a lot of the lithium-ion batteries that are in the older ones actually slow down over time which is the the problem that some of the older iPhone devices have. I guess I'm I'm due for an update. So you're on Mm 12.3.1. There you go. Well, uh, hit install now and see if you get a a notice that says this may slow down your machine. Moving on to games. World of Warcraft Classic has entered the stress test levels, which means people can sign in to one stress test server and play for a specific amount of time to see how much that blade can take. I know people are still streaming Classic. Um, they're loving it more than the, the newest WoW, um, which surprised the hell out of me. I did not expect a 
15 year old game to get more praise than the newest version at all nostalgia is in <laughs> and I guess I can understand that especially with how difficult it is especially with like games like Dark Souls um, Tamriel Rebuilt now has more content than Oblivion um, Tamriel Rebuilt is a, 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 a fan game of Oblivion just it's old they've just updated it to the newest version and completely remade all of it it's just funny that it now has more stuff than the original game um, the one thing about this I thought was funny the top top steam releases for April I don't know why this tickled me but totally accurate battle simulator okay super Dragon Ball heroes Islanders, a minimal city builder, Mars, Superland, Ace Attorney, Vacation Simulator. <laughs> a quirky VR simulation game from the makers of Job Simulator. <laughs> I have questions, but whatever. Um, Zenki Zero, Last Beginning, fine. Pathway, Weedcraft. <laughs> a game about the business of producing, breeding, and selling weed in America. Mm-hmm. Not the first, not the last. But it's one of the best-selling games. <laughs> and then Stackles, uh, Stackle, one, one Finger Death Punch 2. Shouldn't it be Two Finger Death Punch? Yes, but it's One Finger Punch 2 times. Not Two Fingers. <laughs> so punch- stab, stab. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pagan Online, a fast-paced hack-and-slash action RPG release in okay katana zero driftland paper dolls original Mortal Kombat 11 no surprise no surprise there imperial imperator realm and mortal weedcraft <laughs> that's the one that gets me every single time mm-hmm. and the funny thing is because it's a take on warcraft no it's not well i mean title wise if you look it's plants versus zombies Oh. It's 20 bucks and it's it's got huge positive reviews. Like insanely positive reviews. But the people that don't like it, I played over 20 hours is just not for me. I thought Empire on the phone was a much better game. Empire? These sound like the the stupid head shops that are down on 8 mile. <laughs> Like, Those what is are it, the, dispensaries. The dispensary, sorry. Um, great game, but terrible coding design. You move menus around too much. Okay, so fix it. There, uh, this game feels like it has a lot of potential, but there are some interesting mechanics and ideas involved. Unfortunately, you don't have access to any of the mechanics involved until you're about 90% of the way through the game. Oh, right. The game was good, but my save always gone. I always save my game manually, but it gone. Sorry. It gone. It gone. Apex Le- Apex Legends revenue drops for the second month in a row. That doesn't surprise me. And then Anthem has fallen from number one to number 49. Given how much hate Anthem has gotten... And how much Bungie has pimped up the new season of Destiny. Anthems is going to continue to drop. EA is doing nothing. Allie, you got to move. 
We have cat ass on the table. Given how much EA has completely left Anthem alone, it does not surprise me. It's going to fall directly into the $5 bin everywhere. And I think there's still a monthly fee for it. So why pay for something no one's playing? Literally. That I don't know. So what's new on TV show land? Well, currently in season of finales. So last week we had Arrow and Flash. Uh, This week we had DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which I still don't understand. They shortened the season for DC's Legends of Tomorrow significantly. Like if all the other mainstay CW shows or CW DC shows, so like Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, iZombie, Supernatural, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, um, all the rest of them had like at least 20 to 22 episodes a season. DC's Legends of Tomorrow, I don't think even made it like two-thirds the way there. Ouch. Uh huh. So I didn't understand. I mean, they they messed up or they mixed around the days of the week in which they played each show. So like last season, it was different days, different shows on different days. This season, it's been kind of messed up. Ever since they did that, it's been kind of odd, and the whole thing with. One show having way fewer episodes than the rest just kind of baffles me still. (laughs) So they only have how many episodes? Are you looking up DC's Legends of Tomorrow? Well, yeah, I was trying to find out who wrote it who writes it. Uh, I can't even find that. I know, it's produced by um, Berlanti. Yeah, Greg Berlanti, Mark Guggenheim, Phil Klemmer. Honestly, go to Wikipedia. (laughs) Greg Berlanti, Mark Guggenheim, Andrew Kresselberg, Kreisberg, and Mark Klemmer. All right, go to episodes. Or is that each episode written differently? Well, sometimes different episodes, different writers. And they can usually, yep, usually with the list. Where? Go up. Season? Yeah, per season. Whoa. What? Look at the... Okay, like you were saying, this the episodes are goofy. 16, 17, 18, 16. Uh-huh. So and viewers. You had 3 million viewers for first season, and it significantly dropped off since. I know. I've been kind of wondering if they're going to be on the chopping block. Ew. Yeah. You only had 1 million viewers for the last season. Well, things got kind of hairy. They weren't even in, and they made a joke in the finale, they weren't even in the crossover this season. Do you remember me talking about that? Yeah. And I thought that was really weird that they weren't in the crossover. So they made kind of a joke about kind of breaking the fourth wall and saying that they, you know, next time that there's a crisis, because I think the last one was called like Crisis Earth or something, that next time that there's a, a crisis that they really should uh, not skip on it. <laughs> Might be smart, yeah. But yeah, if you look at that compared to say 
The Flash, Supergirl, Supernatural, and how many episodes per season that is. Well, Supernatural is going to have 15 seasons. Well, next season will be the 15th and final. Is that the newest one? Yeah, Andrew Pressburg. You see the numbers? Dear Lord. Uh huh. 9.81 million for episode one. So, how come DC's Legends of Tomorrow's only have one? I want to say just. Is it that bad? It's much less popular characters. What characters are in it? Because I haven't seen any of them. That's the thing. It's like some of the heroes don't really have names. Like Ray Palmer is known as the Atom. Okay. That's the one that I know. And then then there's the White Canary. And... God. I can think of his character's name, but I don't think he has a, a superhero name. Um, there's Nate, who's a guy that, like, can instantly just turn to metal. Arthur DeVille. Well, yeah, he was in the first couple uh seasons yeah he's only 35 episodes well and the thing that was funny is when when please don't tell me he plays a centurion (laughs) (laughs) no um but he does he does play the captain of the wave rider which is the uh time and space and dimension ship of course and he runs around wearing a brown trench coat. Of course. <laughs> but like I said, that there was a, a bit of a nod to that because in Arrow, um, you had Malcolm Merwin, who mm-hmm. was John Barrowman, who was Captain Jack. Mm-hmm. Then um, also in Arrow, was he in another? No. In Arrow, um, another character, but she was very small um, role, was Alex Kingston, played uh, Laurel and Sarah Lance's mother, but she was maybe in a handful of episodes. So what you're saying is the BBC is bleeding to American television? Mm, Maybe. Canadians (laughs) Canadians <laughs> are sucking them over from BBC because, yeah. like I said before, all of the big CW shows all are shot and filmed mainly in Vancouver. Yeah, but your favorite show of all time was also filmed in Vancouver. Mostly, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Definitely on the bucket list to visit. Vancouver, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just have a feeling I might not want to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's a downside, yeah. And I also heard it's like gorgeous weather there. <laughs> right now? Really? Well, it's springtime. Yeah, but I thought kind of like the Pacific Northwest is known for rain. Lots and lots and lots of rain. I don't know. I know, like, Portland, yeah, but I don't know about the rest of it. What else are you watching? Porn. <laughs> Other than lots of porn, what else are you watching? Cat videos. Um, well, that got our attention. Mm-hmm. 
don't care about porn but cat videos <laughs> Ooh, keep talking about cat videos <laughs> weirdo so anything else you want to talk about or do you want to end it I say we end it for now okay you covered a lot there's going to be a lot that you got to cut out oh big time alright thank you for listening to the talent show episode one and say goodbye Allie did we make her say goodbye nope yeah you're going to be quiet <laughs> I'm not your monkey. <laughs> Until next week, have a good one. So long and happy trails.